bless you on tonight. We praise God for each and every one of you that decided to come out. Praise Jesus and be with us on tonight. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your kindness. I want to thank you for what you've already done for your people everywhere. For you are the God of everywhere. And this we give you thanks. God, we pray that you will touch your people, give us strength tonight. And God will be so careful, give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. We praise God for you. We thank God for you. Um, go with me to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 28. And um, I want also um, that 28, and we're going to go down into um, Romans 8 and 37. Romans 8 and 37. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's begin with Romans 8 and 37. Actually, follow me. Let's go up to verse 31. Chapter 8 and verse 31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yes, rather that it is he is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. The question is, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword? And it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. My brothers and sisters, on tonight, I want to talk about the attacks of the enemy. And I want to talk about our vulnerability 
two attacks, our vulnerability, two attacks, being vulnerable, two attacks. Let me make it clear as I possibly can. The enemy does not need any excuses to attack us. He don't need excuses to attack us. Um, St. John 10.10, we're familiar with it. Let's look at it again. You have it? The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. That's the reason why he comes. Kill, steal, and destroy. That combination itself is letting us know you are not supposed to survive. What he's doing, he does not want you to be available to do anything. You're not supposed to survive from this. Make, make notes of this. The enemy does not attack your weaknesses. He attacks your strengths. He can really care less about how weak you are. Because the more weak you are, the more weaker you become, the more happier he is. But he's not happy when it comes down to your strengths. Huh? Um, we have, my brothers and sisters, we have earthly enemies. And we also have enemies in the spiritual realm. We have earthly enemies, and we also have enemies in the spiritual realm. I don't know if you really need to decide which one is attacking us or not. Really, I wouldn't even waste time. All we know is we're being attacked. And so we do understand clearly that we are spiritual beings that is housed in an earthly body. All right? So we, we got to recognize that Satan is not all powerful. He's not. We, we, we have to recognize he is not all powerful. He's not all knowing. 
and he's not able to be in all places at all times. Even Satan himself needs some help. But don't you make sure that you're not giving the enemy the help that he needs. You already have a tough go at it. Don't, don't, don't give the enemy something to chew on or to gnaw on. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Well, let's look at it. This is what brings us up into um, Ezekiel. I, I, want, I want to come back to uh, Romans. So when we mark him, let's go. Let's look at Ezekiel. Have you have you came to the place in your spiritual life that you really want to recognize the source of our problem? My brothers and sisters, we, we should be aggravated and mad and we should do our investigation on the sources that is coming against us. We give the enemy a boost. And how we do that, do you not know that not having faith is a sin? Not having faith is a sin. Well, Brother Pastor, how do you get that? Well, easy. I'm glad you asked me that because I'm going to tell you why. When the Bible says, well, praise Jesus. When the Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now, when you look at the word impossible, I don't think you'll find that there's a gray area in impossible. So let's, let's see here. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So he that cometh to God must believe, right? That's faith. And must believe that he is. Whatever you ask in God for, that you must believe that God is going to reward you of the asking. That's why you hear me say there's something in the asking. Huh? The Lord is going to reward you for the asking. So wait, 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 wait. Let, let's see here. The reason why you don't have, you have not. I want you to listen to me now. You have not because you ask not. Now, in your asking, you don't believe God, so you have already kicked that out. It's dissolved. It has nothing to hang on. Why? You didn't believe when you opened up your mouth. Right? So faith cometh by hearing what are we listening for what, what what are we hearing we are hearing the word of god what did god say about your situation 
Has God co-signed for it? Can you find a scripture that will validate your asking? If you can't find the scripture to stand on when you ask God, it's null and void. All right? Satan is a created, the devil is a created being just like all other created beings. Whether they're earthly, whether spiritual, um, if the territory of the span of the work he is. And he needs demons to be under his control to do his work. Well, those demons are outnumbered. Your faith brings in the extra resources you need to outnumber the attacks of the enemy. That should, you should be excited about that. The enemy's already outnumbered. But does he care about being outnumbered? No. But he is outnumbered. Huh? So now, now watch this. First of all, he is, we got to recognize that he's limited. Okay? Go, go back, Ezekiel chapter 28. Uh, let's see here. We find that how, first of all, the beauty of him the splendor, the brightness. And we find him, not only that, but he, we find him in a perfect and physical form. He's flawless. I wish I had that scripture about beauty being vain. It's all right. He's flawless. He's flawless in how he looks. He's flawless. There's, you can't find anything ugly before his fall. He's beautiful. He's graceful. Huh? And he's perfect in his origin. Mark down Ezekiel chapter 16 verses 14 and 15. God bestow, turn, turn that, turn, turn, turn to that, please. Go to Ezekiel chapter 16 and verse 14. Let's just read it. Have a reader. Let's just read it. Uh-huh. Let me, who's reading for me? Yes, and verse 15, go. And, and thy renown when, excuse me, and thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty, for it was perfect through my comeliness, which I had put upon thee, said the Lord God. God made him. He didn't, he didn't take anything. He didn't have any makeup artists. 
He didn't have nobody to decorate. He, he didn't have somebody to help him change the wardrobe. He was fixed. He had it together because God made him like that, right? Look at verse 15. This is in chapter 28. Go back to chapter 20 and verse 15. Uh-huh. And thou was perfect in thy ways. Thou, wait, 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 wait. Thou was perfect in thy ways, your actions. What I created you for, you was perfected. Mm-hmm. Put up. Put a pause there. Go jump down to verse um, 16. And um, let's see here. No, I, I want to. He was, he, he, was, he was beauty. He was in the place of holiness. That's, that's my point. Verse 14. 14b. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of our. He was holy, perfected. Now, he's a created being. But the difference between him and us is the soul. God created him, but did not breathe in him to make a living soul. He has no soul. But he has everything else, right? But the soul means something. The soul is what you ought to put. Matter of fact, just put a pin in that one. What you need to be protecting here is your soul. You've been worried about the physical man. You've been worrying about the, the, the five senses being activated, but you really need to invest in your soul. See, when you invest in your soul, you become tender enough to God that where God can use you. If you're not thinking about your soul, you don't know how valuable and precious your soul is. It's so valuable that flesh and blood is going to separate because it's not going to make it to heaven. Huh? We put more emphasis on the beauty and what we can see in the flesh. I'll get with that. I'll get with that. God takes us to the place of the original creation of Adam. Adam, well, let's, can, I, can I say this? Uh, no, I can't say that one. But Adam was holy. Adam sanctified. Huh? Now, I can't say he was saved because there was no sin. To be saved, you got to be saved from something. Adam wasn't saved from anything. But he was holy and sanctified, meaning he did the Lord's work. He was set aside. God created him there and then placed him in the garden, right? So that's where we get the sanctified part at, hmm? Because that means you're set apart for what? The master's use. Created here, but then where God created him at, 
God uproots him and moves him and places him in the place to work. Look at somebody, tell them, you're here to work. You're here to work. Tell them, open your mouth, tell them, you're here to work. But what happens, you, you lose the working side of the Spirit of God in us because now we start complaining. Work and complaining never mixes. You cannot complain and work at the same time. You can pretend like you're working, but you're not working. Huh? You keep complaining on your job, you won't give your job 100% because you're not putting the effort into it. And the more, matter of fact, you can complain so much to where you can make yourself sick. Mentally, nothing wrong with you, but you've psyched yourself out that now you're sick. And the first thing that comes with your sickness is a cough. <coughs> I, <coughs> I ain't feel, why is it always a cough? So now he says, okay, verse 15, that was what, perfect in all thy ways. You have to underline that, my brothers and sisters. Because that is what's going to bring us to the corruption and it's going to bring us into the multitude of merchandise. Let's see here. Thou was perfect in thy ways. Verse 15, you haven't? From the day that thou was what? Created. Until iniquity was found in thee. All right? I went over this once, I have to go back over it because I have to make some good points in this. Now, underline that verse I just read. Go back to Isaiah chapter 14. You have it? Okay, you haven't. Now, let, let's, let's see here. I jump down to verse 13. I, I, I have to make this because our being vulnerable spiritually is showing you that there's a great push to get you out of where you're placed at. My brothers and sisters, we spend more time, first of all, some of us are not doing anything. Oh my goodness, put, put a pin there, praise Jesus. Come on, praise Jesus, praise Jesus, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. Watch me. Do you recall in scripture about the talents? One man was given how many talents? One. The next man was given what? How many talents? Are you guessing? The last one, how many talents was he given? Five. Yes. Right? Now, watch this. Shows you, in other words, God, listen, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God wants to multiply your blessing. But you're kicking against him. The one that received one, now, you, have you ever heard people say, well, I, I'm just waiting on the Lord to come. I'm, waiting for the, I'm just waiting on the Lord to come. That's a sin. Well, let me prove it to you. The Lord gave, and Jesus' parable, 
Remember, a parable is an earthly story that has heavenly meaning, right? So you'll, you'll find in the scripture, he gave each one something. Look at somebody tell them, everybody gets received something. So, you know, when a person just sits and not doing anything for the Lord, you can't be saved. It's impossible. Because everybody's given something to do. Hmm? Now, the one that had one, let's, let's, do, let's deal with him. Because he's the one out of the three. He's the one that it, nothing was multiplied unto him. But he got his reward. He was, he was rewarded for doing nothing. Can you be rewarded for doing nothing? Yes, you can. There's a reward for doing nothing. What happened, his excuse was, and I think I was talking to uh, the deacon brethren or somebody, and, and, and my mind is going back in a, in a, in a conversation. What he did was, he said, he, in his thinking, he said, I'm going to hide this thing. I'm going to put it and hide it. First of all, you can't hide anything that God gives you. It's not for you. It's not for self-promotion. It's not for you to pick it up later and work with it. It's for you to invest. God has given us things to invest in the kingdom work. And it does not matter about being vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. God can care less on how vulnerable we think we are. And I'm going to prove why. Because it really doesn't matter. Uh-oh. Follow me. Why it doesn't matter? Somebody, you have to reel me back in. It doesn't matter because the Bible says many are the afflictions. Now, the word many does not denote the, a number. It just says many. So we don't know how in the number form that can represent what many is. But it shows up, shows us you're going to have a lot of attacks. But the Lord said he will deliver us out of them all. So right there, we know that God is going to deliver us from the attacks of the enemy. So we don't hide from it. We go through. Help me say go through. Come on, say it again. Go through. So the one that had the talent says, I'm going to hide it because I know how hard um, the master is. He, he, he's not playing, you know, and he's serious. Well, if you have that much sense and know how serious that God is towards you, why are you yet in an idle state? If you know how serious living for the Lord is, how serious it is to be about God's business, why are you having all of these excuses if you really understand how serious that living saved is? So, he says, I'm going to hide it. Now, the other two made their investments, and the Lord was pleased with them, huh? And they doubled. Look at somebody say, they got double for their trouble. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. 
I'm about to be blessed going through my trouble. I'm about to give me a double blessing go through my trouble. Or somebody talk back to me. I've had double trouble, and God's going to reward me for my double trouble. If it's in Christ. Watch this. So the Lord says, conversation says, it goes like this. Um, okay, I'm, I'm here to collect. Um, oh, I, I have what you've given me. Well, words of that. Here, here it is. Well, how come there's no increase here? Well, I, I, I gave you, I've given back to you what you've given to me. That's what the purpose. He says in, in, in layman's term or, or in our day of thinking, at least if you didn't know what to do with it, at least you could have went to the bank and deposited it into a savings account because it said the servant was gone, the man, he was gone a long time. At least you could have put it in a savings account and earned interest on it so when it came back, at least you had something to show for the Lord's investment, right? Well, watch what Jesus said. He said, listen here, he takes the one talent from him. Now let's see here. If my mind serves me well, one talent is like 20 years of work. And I think that went up to like a hundred and something thousand. Anyway, it, it was expensive. All right? So he takes it and he gives it to the one that had more. Now, watch me. See, when the vulnerability of attacks of the enemy is based on the workmanship that you have in you, the workability, huh? Your gifts or what God has given you is based on the ability of your working ability. In other words, how much can you handle? God is going to give you what he knows you can handle. Come on, look at somebody tell them, God knows what you can handle. If you can handle one thing, God is going to make you responsible for one thing. With one thing yet comes with the attack of the enemy. With investment of 10, with investment of 5, with investment of 3, whatever the investment is, it still comes with the attack of the enemy. So the Lord is not concerned about how many times you get attacked. Who is concerned about the attack? You're concerned about how many attacks that hit you. God is not concerned. Why isn't God concerned with how many times that I'm going through? Because God already told you, I'm going to bring you out. So why should God focus on your attacks? The Lord wants you to not to focus on your attacks. Focus on your assignment. Are, are, are you with me? Let's go back to Isaiah 14. Oh my goodness. I see the clock. I see the clock. Praise Jesus. Uh, look at verse 13. Do you have 13? I need another reader. Uh, go ahead and read. Read. Go, go, ahead, go ahead, daughter. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. Stop. Here we have now 
This is a person that understands that they're being used. They understand their qualities. They understand their abilities. And when you get to the place that you can down somebody else because of your abilities, right there, we know who your daddy is. Somebody talk back to me here. Because God's not in that. God has never blessed and sowed a seed into us for us to criticize and down somebody because I've been given 10, you've been given one, so there must be a problem with you. That's not the problem. The problem is I am number one in being second. Oh, did you hear me? I'm not number one in being number one. I'm number one in being second place. In second place, I'm number one. What? I'm going to be number one in the least of the things. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Because I have one doesn't make me lesser than the one that got ten. Because I'm number one in second place. Will you tell yourself that I'm number one in second place? Huh? Don't frown or fuss at the days of small things. Oh, my God. So what? What happens? Praise Jesus. Number one. First mistake. What? I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my Stop. throne. That's one. Number two. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Uh-huh. That's two. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. Three. In the sides of the north. Uh-huh. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Four. I will be like the most high. Five. If you break these down, that's the same spirit that is dealing with the children, huh, that are not saved. We that have not came into the understanding who God is. In other words, if you look at it, what God has blessed us with, now you're taking authority and claiming it is mine. Look at me, the I, I will. Wait a minute. If you put, keep saying I, then you have already stolen what God has already given to you. And God said, you can't, I can't bless you and you get the credit. I don't play that. Recognize where you got it from. Recognize who I am. Recognize what I can do for you. Don't take my glory. Don't take my glory. Don't take credit into something that doesn't belong to you. And this is what Satan did. He takes credit. See, that's why you got to be very careful in ministry. You're a missionary, you're a preacher, you're an ordained deacon. See, when God starts moving, don't take credit. Now, well, that eliminates me, because I'm a nobody. The devil is a lie. Okay, put your thumb there. Well, praise these. I know it's going to happen like this. I know it's going to happen. Go to 1 Corinthians. Wasn't even in my plan. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. See, there's, there's somebody that the enemy, you're, you're, the reason why you're vulnerable, because you're not busy. 
the reason why you're in that vulnerable state because you are not busy in kingdom work. God has given you something, but you've taken it and hid it. What do you mean? Let me show you. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and look at verse 7. Read it, please. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Underline that. What? Read that again, please. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. To do what? To profit with all. Now, every man, that meaning, who is it that God has saved? Because if you're saved, that means you've been saved from something. And since you've been saved from something, it did not mean that you're not going to be vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. Look at neighbors and neighbor. It comes with the territory. Now, it says that the manifestation of the spirit is given to just some people. Every man. Every man. All right, now, put a pin in that one. I got to come back, because we got the five eyes. My brothers and sisters, please, if, if you miss anything, don't fall in the category when you start pushing your own self. Huh? Recognize who's in charge. And don't open up your mouth and think you're lesser than who you are. Some are early, been called early. Some have been called midterm. Some have been called late. But all of us have been have a charge to us by God. Well, praise here. I go again. Praise Jesus. Go with me to the book of Ecclesiastics, 12th chapter. You know where I'm going, right? Praise Jesus. Give, give me, uh, give me four. Uh, give me verses 14 and 15. Uh, uh, should be the 12. Yeah, what does it say? For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing. Stop. Stop. It says work. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's a job to do, right? What's the, what's the whole duty of man? 12 and 14 says, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing. Now, 13 says, What is the whole duty? The word duty means job. What is my job? If I have, if since I do have a job, right? We have a job, correct? Don't you work on your job? Is that right? So, to work, what did God say in chapter 13 and verse, I mean chapter uh, 12 and verse 14? He's going to do what? Bring every work into judgment with every secret. Now, the Lord said he's going to judge, he's going to analyze and judge the work, right? So what's the whole duty of man? Is to fear God and keep his commandments. That's the whole duty of man. That's your job. Right? So, 
Fear God and keep his commandment. What is, what is the greatest commission of the born-again believer? Matthew 28, chapter. Huh? And it says, into all the highways and hedges and compel men, right? Is that right? That's called the great commission. Is that right? So wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. We have a job, and with the job, I have been commissioned on my job. So there's, even though that I'm vulnerable of the attack of the enemy, right, it does not exempt me from not working. And it does not exempt me from having excuses, and it's sure enough didn't exempt us from saying, or you try to take or put stake in claim of the thing that God has given you. Huh? Well, praise Jesus. I'm almost done. Let me go back. I got 1 Corinthians, right? So, let me go back to Ezekiel. Go back to Ezekiel 28. 28 chapter. All right? Now, I want you to get 28 and 16. Because I, I have to bring something out here. Do you have? 28 and verse 16. By the multitude of thy merchandise, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you look at that scripture... In verse 16, mm -hmm. by the multitude of thy merchandise. Mm -hmm. You know what that is? Merchandise. Help me say merchandise. merchandise. Now, my brothers and sisters, evidently, Satan has the ability to trade some stuff with you. Multitude of merchandise, right? So he's in the trading business. Is that right? So you, you, you have to ask yourself, what am I trading with Satan? Hmm? Oh, no, no. I haven't traded in it. Yes, you've been trading some stuff with Satan. Because why? He has a plethora. He has a multitude of merchandise. Well, let me dumb it down. He has a product. And he's trying to find a consumer. If he finds a consumer to purchase his merchandise, you're going to wear it well. Now, what have you been trading? Low self-esteem. Doubt. Um, you say, I know God wants me to do something, but I don't know what it is. The devil is a lie. Huh? No, 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 no. You've been given excuses, right? And then you say, listen here, oh God, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I, I just, I, I know I don't have the ability. When did God ask you about your ability? Oh, come on. When has God asked you about your ability? My brothers and sisters, God has never asked us about our abilities. What does God do? God gives us an assignment. But you've been trading with Satan. You bought his merchandise. So what have you bought? Adam, where are you? Adam, 
Where are you? What did Adam trade? Adam had fellowship with God, and the Bible said that God walked in the cool of the day, and he had companionship with Adam. But the day, one day he came walking, Adam was nowhere to be found, and Adam was hidden. And God said, why are you hiding? This has never been. This is unusual. This is strange. Well, I'm hiding from you, God, because I'm naked. Now, when you look at the nakedness of Adam, we'll pray. Come on, somebody praise Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. When you look at the nakedness of Adam, it was more than just him without clothing. The nakedness was his sin. He's naked before God. He sinned. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Then he begins with that same spirit that we have today. What is that spirit? That spirit is, I'm going to blame everybody but myself. When God asked him about his circumstances and situation, he never did man up and tell God, I messed up. Look at somebody and tell them, hey, say, hey, say, hey, sis, woman up. Look at your brother and say, hey, bro, man up. Listen, he says, the woman that you gave me, put a pin in that. Really, you're getting smart, we're gone. He, he goes back and rehearses what has happened. He tells God, God, I, didn't, I never asked for her. I didn't ask for her. You gave her to me like I needed somebody. Now, look at the condition that I'm in. Hello? Does that sound familiar? We blame other people. But God said, when I, well, praise Jesus, when I come to you in the cool of the day, because we have a covenant relationship, we have made a covenant relationship. And even though we're vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy, we have made a covenant relationship. So when I come, I want you to be there when I show up. I don't have to, I should not have to find you. Clay, where you at? Hey, Clay. Clay. Boy, you hear me calling you. Where you at? Yeah, I am. Well, come out. I can't. Because I've sinned. Did I know? Listen, God said, first of all, we know that when you sin, we have an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ. He is a perpetuation. He is a goal between God and man. Huh? If we have sinned, he is just. And he's fair to forgive us from all. All unright. He's able to wash us. See, you are selling yourself out because you messed up. And how often does the Lord say, listen here. If you mess up, woman up or man up. But the main thing is get back to me. Because if you don't get back to me, you have no power to stand on the enemy's territory and fight him where he's at. You are not, you can't handle it. You can't handle him. Hmm. I I, I got to close this thing out. Give, give, Give me, oh my goodness, praise Jesus. Go, go to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. 
First Peter chapter 5. My brothers and sisters, because we are vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy, it doesn't mean that you got to stay there. If you're falling, get up. Stop blaming other people. You just was gullible. Yes, you was an all-day sucker. Yes. Whatever flavor it was, green, raspberry, strawberry, cherry, all day he done had you, but just spit it out and come back to God because God has something for you to do. God has a charge for you to keep and the God to glorify and you too busy, busy complaining about how bad you messed up. God knows how bad you messed up. When he asked for Adam, do you really think he didn't know where Adam was at? Mm-mm-mm. Give me, give me first Peter chapter five and verse eight. Praise Jesus. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring now stop, lion. Stop there. Hold that. Hold it. Go back to Ezekiel and look at verse. Hold that now. Go back to Ezekiel and give me 28 and 18. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities. Now now watch. The fella got a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't can't tell nobody that they can't have fun in the world. They can. You did it before you got saved. It just didn't last. Look what it cost you. And some of us, it almost cost you your life. Right? Read. By the iniquity of thy traffic, therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to the ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. Stop. You know what? If you notice, the Lord already spoke his demise. In in chapter 28 and verse 18. Wait, wait a minute. You mean the same fella? That is attacking me. Put up, hold that verse, hold them verses. Go back to Isaiah 14 chapter. Oh, Jesus. Hope y'all getting some of this tonight. You got Isaiah 14 chapter. Go, go with me to, oh, man. Uh, I want, it should be verse, hold on. Almost there. Okay. Go up to, go back to chapter 14, right? And I want you to look at, let me see, people are singing. Let's see here. Go to verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, mm-hmm. son of the morning? Mm-hmm. How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Listen, see, you can't say that he's not having success. He's did and he's doing damage. The Bible said hell has enlarged itself. Every day is getting bigger. He's doing damage. Huh? He really is. 
but he does not have dominion over you, right? If you repent of your sin and don't stay in that situation that you're in, though your sins may be as scarlet through the blood of Jesus, the Lord will wash away your sin. Huh? Watch me now. There is no big sin and little sin. The Bible says all unrighteousness is sin. So there's no big or little. If it's not right, it's sin. That's what that means. If it's not right, it's sin. That means it's right and wrong. People now want a gray area. There is none. You're right or you're wrong. God said, you're with me or you're against me. You're saved or you're not. How can you ask somebody, are you saved? Uh, sort of. What? What do you mean sort of? How can you be sort of saved? Well, you know, that means I'm kind of saved. Well, well enlighten me. Well, pastor, what, what that means is I, I go to church, I sing in the choir, I get happy, I'm on the praise team, I shout, I dance. So I'm kind of saved. That had nothing to do with salvation. Because living saved is not based on your emotions. It's based on your soundness. How sound you are to know that the Lord thy God is the one that keeps us and gives us the strength that we need. Knowing that without God, we can do nothing. Knowing that I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. And I am a jealous God. I will not have no other God before me. Hmm? Now, that being said, go back. Go back to Ezekiel 18. Uh-huh, finish. It is 28 and 18. You, you're just there. Thy iniquities, by the victory of thy traffic, right? The iniquities of thy traffic. The trafficker. Y'all know what trafficking is? It's trading. The fella is trading. Huh? He's trafficking. What is he doing? He's pimping the saints. He's trying to sell you some stuff and you're gullible. The Lord knows what you have needed before you ask him. Don't be so gullible. Well, pastor, now this is for the sisters. Now, I want a husband. Pastor, you just don't know. Shut up. I was single too. Shut up talking to me. I love me some Jesus too. Hallelujah. And I waited. The brother, same way. Well, there ain't nobody in the church. Shut up talking to me. You don't know how big the church is. Oh, y'all don't hear y'all. Shut Shut up. He's trafficking you. And there has no temptation taken man, but such as common to man. But with your temptation, God said, every time you're tempted, I'm going to make a way for you to escape. You're vulnerable, but God said, I'm going to make a way for you to escape. See, you keep pushing God because you, you're trying to put God on a time. Finish it. Finish. Finish. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. 
it shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to wait, 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 wait. Do you not see? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, now watch this. Watch this now. This is the exciting part. God already spoke destruction over him before he cast him out. Did you hear what I said? The Lord spoke destruction over Satan before he cast him out. So what does that mean? He's already doomed for destruction. That's why if God had not shortened the days, the devil will fool the elect, the very elect of God. He wants to take as many folk with him that he can. And he's trafficking his multitude of his merchandise. Can I talk about the vulnerability? First of all, Jesus has never had, y'all know what I've been telling you for years. Jesus has never had an innocent client. All have sinned, E.D., and come short, put on brakes, of his glory. You didn't make it. Look how far you stopped. Oh, you didn't make it. But the Lord said, get up. Well, my car ran. Get up. Get, keep it in neutral. Get out of it. Get behind it and push it over the, to the gas station. Wait a minute. You have the ability to do it. Why are you going to wait for somebody to help you? The Lord said, I've given you the power to do it yourself. I've equipped you for the vulnerability of every attack of the enemy. You can pray a prayer that heaven has not already answered. Oh, I, I got to close, y'all. I uh, Listen here. He says, he says, 1 Peter 5 and 8. Go back to it, and then I, I'll close out. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Be sober, be vigilant. Wait, you, you know what? Sober. In other words, God wants you not to be double-minded. He wants you to focus. Let me say focus. Focus. I'm going to go over my time. I, I, I'm going to go over my time. I know that, right? Uh, Y'all, you that are viewing this, I'm, I know I'm going to go over my time, but just, just stay with me just for a couple more minutes. He knows. He has, now watch the scripture in 1 Peter 5 and 8. He's like a roaring lion, right? Wait a minute. Read it again. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about as, as a roaring lion. Doing what? Walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Read. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished. Wait, 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 wait. He's a lion, right? Is that right? But the Bible told you with this lion to resist. But he going to eat me. He going to get me. Well, listen, so, so there's something wrong with this lion. Because the Lord said resist it. In other words, he can walk right up on you. And you don't have to buy nothing that he has. Huh? And he's as a roaring lion. But evidently, the Lord must have did something to him. So what did he do? He took out all of his bicuspices. He don't have no teeth in his mouth. 
Now, the best thing he can do for you is gnaw you. I've never known anybody to be gnawed to death or gummed to death. I've never known anybody, now maybe there is, I just don't know about it. Somebody died from being gummed to death. The Bible said, do what? Resist it. You know what that means? Every time that you give, say, or, 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 or want to give him ammunition, the Lord said you can resist him and walk away. You don't have to stay there. I don't care how fine he is. I don't care what line that he's given you. I, I, I don't care how, how, my, how you may feel in your body. The Lord said, I'm giving you a way to escape. And you can walk away. But I'm being attacked. Who's, who, tell me somebody that's not being attacked. And I'll show you somebody that's not saved. Amen. Listen, I, I got to go. I love y'all. Praise God. I had more to give to y'all, but... I'm on time constraints. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for being with us. Listen, I'm talking about the vulnerability of the attacks of the enemy. But I pray, I prove to you, you have an assignment. God's given you power. You're an overcomer. And with the push, the drag or the pull, you can make it. So may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord smile upon you. We praise God for you. And remember, living the word. Let's live the word. Be blessed of God.